Reconciling Empathic Listening to Our Belief System Throughout the years, I have read numerous books about empathic listening. Some of its distinguished proponents suggest that there is no such thing as absolute truth. My challenge was the need to reconcile such a stance with the incredibly positive results obtained by the methodology. You see, I am a strong proponent of the existence of an absolute truth, of right and wrong, and of good and evil. Rogers would not moralize to his clients, no matter how horrible a thing they said, nor, to his defense, did Rogers patronize people who felt troubled and tell them it was normal to feel a certain way. When a client said she really hated her mother and would be glad to see her dead, Rogers would listen. Soon, his client would say, Well, actually, I don't hate her totally. I also really love her, and I wouldn't want her to be dead, but sometimes she just makes me so mad. Through the several transcripts provided by Rogers, this pattern repeated itself over and over. Each time, the client seems to make good decisions, backing away from hurtful, destructive approaches. From experience in observing how poorly people listen, I suspect most individuals would benefit from reading Carl Rogers. But returning to my dilemma, how could I reconcile my belief structure with being a good listener? Or how about those situations when someone is blind to the most basic common sense? For instance, a person who claims he is starving for the affection of a family member or a former friend, yet is doing everything in his power to reject her. After months of reflection, I have arrived at these conclusions. 1. When people are truly heard, they will often come to their own correct insights. But if their assumptions are still faulty, 2. By the very process of truly listening, the helper will earn the right to challenge blind spots. There will be moments when the listener has the right, or should we say obligation, to speak her truth. For this listening model to work, it is necessary to have confidence in the goodness of people, that individuals, when they have had the opportunity to reflect and reconsider, will see the path that is necessary to leave the darkness behind. Goodwill deposits, earned through the listening process, are required before the helper earns the right to challenge an individual. When I have truly listened, then, if it becomes necessary, I can calmly present concerns from my perspective. Despite all that has been said in this paper, there will be times when the mediator or helper may have incompatible values with those of one or more of the parties involved. We should not suggest that people violate their own principles or belief systems, nor should anyone expect a helper to be amoral. If a friend tells you he is thinking of being unfaithful to his wife, and if he does not reconsider during the process of being heard, I think it would be a great fault on the part of the listener to keep silence and not share his own feelings of repugnance towards such a stance. There may be times, then, when the mediator or empathic listener may need to share her value system with another. Often, people will seek your opinion because they respect your values. One of the leading experts on empathic listening and challenging, Gerald Egan, further suggests that living by a value system may well be a prerequisite to properly challenging others.